you hear me all right? Oh, yeah. Get this recording going. Hey, man, I'll say this. It's looking like it's about to be a long season for the uh, the old orange and blue. Yeah, last night did not look good. Uh, offense, I don't know what's going on with that offense. I mean, the lone bright spot is Seth Williams. Yeah, and I don't even want to, I don't want to overreact. But, I mean, you said it yesterday. One, we might have picked the wrong QB. Two, our offensive line, man. It's just like a constant every year. It's like, oh, well, just wait until Auburn's O-line gets better. When? It's been, (laughs) it's like. Mike, you glitched on me a little bit. I lost you. Did you hear anything I just said? Not a word. Ah. <laughs> but, uh... Well, I was just saying that, like... I mean, every year, you have these, you know, top ten, top five O-line recruits coming in, and it's like... When are they going to start producing? I mean, we get good running backs. DJ Williams is really good. Tank Bixby's supposed to be really good. I mean, he showed flashes yesterday. I mean, whenever he was in open space, he did really well. But it's like, you know, when you're getting the ball handed off to you and defense is already in the backfield, what else are you going to do? Like, or how, like you're not – he's not Saquon back there. He's not able to, like, make people miss, you know, yeah. and be able to get, like, five or ten yards every play. I mean – I don't know. It, O-line's got to change, and I'm not going to give up on Bo Nix. I'll say this. There are some passes. I mean, Kurt Herbstreit said it perfectly. Like, there's some passes where you're like, man, like, this guy's got it. And then, like, two plays later, you're like, okay, what was that? I mean, consistency is his main issue. I mean, against Kentucky, I thought he looked amazing. Yeah. And then he comes out, and, I mean, Georgia is a good defense, so I'm not going to overreact just yet, but... I, I did not – I didn't like what I saw as a whole on the offense. Like, I'm not going to just, po- like, point out him in specific. Like, I mean, there were a couple drop passes by receivers. Defense didn't look too great. But, I mean, when you lose Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson, that's kind of that's kind of a tough blow for you. But, I mean, yeah, it's week two. I really wish that Auburn wouldn't have played Georgia second week of the season. I just don't really think that that's fair by any means. But, I mean – what are you going to do about it? I'll say this, man. It's, yeah, I don't want to overreact. And obviously, Georgia's, they're good. You know, they're Georgia. But that was one of the first times, like, that, watching that was kind of embarrassing, man. They just, we just got flat it's out hard. dominated. But, yeah. We do tend to kind of the way, plus, a lot of it is bringing in a new offensive coordinator. I'm sure we'll get better over the course of the season. Like you said, having Georgia week two is tough. Um, so, I'm not out yet, but I don't know, man. This this no-break schedule with SEC games followed by more SEC games. Is, if you had to – there are 10, right? We're playing 10 games, right? Yeah. If you had to say right now, what would you say? I'm li- I might go 6-4. and four. I really might. I'm 6-4, and 7-3. and three. I mean, Alabama and – I would say LSU and A&M are, like, fringe games. There's a couple trap games, like, I mean, Mississippi State, you never know. You 
you've got Tennessee. Uh, I mean, Tennessee looks okay, but then again, I don't really think they've played anyone significant yet. Yeah, they got Georgia next um, week, I think. So. Yeah, it's something like that. And I don't know. I, I agree. I'd say 6-4, 7-3. I mean, who knows? Auburn on the road just doesn't look too good, but when they're at home, I mean, they've got a shot. And with LSU, I mean, Alabama being a road game is not a good look at all. And, I mean, I'll say that the thing is, a, LSU, it's not like LSU's looked phenomenal either, so I wouldn't count that as a loss automatically. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think LSU's the same team that they were last year. Uh, what in the hell? Mac, is that you? Are you in a bar? <laughs> no. Not Mary Stewart's. Golly, they're yelling at about this damn movie. <laughs> so you're down in Troy right now, or are you at her house? I'm in Troy. Uh, For the night. The city that never sleeps, Troy University. You know it. Stop. Mac, I'm going to take the high road. I could uh, catch up on two weeks of some smack talk. But I'm going to ask you a simple question instead. Would you like to go ahead and congratulate LeBron James on winning his fourth title, or do you want to hold off? I mean, he's going to win it. I already know that. <laughs> but... But... I'm not going to win a Finals MVP, which is going to hurt his legacy, so I'm not, I'm not really caring for it now. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's going to hurt it, but not uh -huh. that much. I uh -huh. mean, it's another title. I mean, it's not a title, but I mean, four titles, three MVPs, that's a rough look. Yeah. Man, I saw I mean, a tweet to describe you perfectly. It was like, first uh, LeBron haters were rooting for the Trailblazers and the Rockets and the Nuggets. Now they're just hoping his teammate wins finals MVP. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's what I'm doing. Hey, what did you say you were going to do if LeBron James won this finals? What did I say? Mike, you remember? You Manchestered him. Uh, I don't remember what he said. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> I feel like Mike remembers. Go ahead, No, expose this, man. I'm Mac very lost. Mike Hummel, if LeBron James... <laughs> Wins the ship. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Damn, looks like I have to kill myself. <laughs> uh, How, should I, how should I do it? I mean... I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Haynes. Without you bringing it up, I wouldn't have known there was a final. I mean, what? how many people you think watched it night five? Maybe six. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I didn't watch a single minute of it. I didn't either. I didn't 
haven't either. I, I've oh, just God. watched this very bad Sunday night football game. <laughs> it's not terrible. I mean, that's the worst. I mean, it's kind of... At the beginning of 2020, Jeez. you gave me the option to watch Sunday night football game with Nick Mullins, the quarterback, or LeBron James in the finals. <laughs> we all picked Nick Mullins. Yeah, now, flash forward to it. We're watching Jalen Hurts in its slot. Where, uh, I mean, LeBron was an afterthought tonight. And that, that stat where it was like 35 million people watched game two of the 98 finals compared to 5 million. <laughs> no, that was in total. That was in total the first two games. Only 1.7 watched game two. Oh, my God. Good Lord. I can count that on both my hands, man. But hey, get hands. It dropped. It dropped tonight. I guarantee it. Oh, for sure. Keep in mind, Bronny is two games away from the ass whooping of a lifetime. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bronny's hoping this thing goes seven. Oh yeah, he's praying. He's one of the sick. He was like. Uh oh. All right, once again, Mike Flack, I did not hear a word you just said. Hold on. I hate getting into all the the kind of theories and all that stuff, because I don't, about like uh, things being, what am I trying to say, being rigged and all that, but do you think there's any chance the NBA's like, all right, these these ratings are absolutely terrible. Maybe if we make this thing go six or something, people will actually tune in. People are going to tune in once it starts to become an elimination game. I guarantee you now it's 2-1. I guarantee you game. What in the heck? Now I lost both of you. Sorry, I switched to Wi-Fi. Oh, never mind. Okay. No, go ahead, Mac. I like how I was saying, like, no one's going to care until the elimination game. Game 5, Game 6, Game 7, now people are going to tune in now. I promise you. No one no one cares until they see LeBron James hold that trophy. I'd agree. Yeah, i got to agree with Mac. I mean, usually tune into Game 1, kind of see how the tone of the series is going to be, and then... If it's that bad, you, I, I mean, the way I've been, it's just like, all right, I'll check ESPN after. I'll watch the highlights. I'll check the app. Or... You're going to tune in at least watch a little bit of it. So I feel like that's going to be what it is. Yeah. I mean, since nobody, including none of us, I watch game one and two. Um, I didn't watch tonight just because no, I didn't expect the Lakers to lose so I'm kind of curious what happened I heard Jimmy Butler just kind of went off um, yeah he had like a 40 point triple double jeez yeah he had 40 points 11 rebounds 13 assists Jimmy LeBron James Butler alright but no since really none of us watched that where do y'all want to start off football we got a lot we can start from really anywhere um, I mean, let's, let's talk about it. in the room. The Cowboys going no one and three. 
wonder if you could have predicted that. Oh wait, it was me. I mean, I was I was a well documented Cowboys hater. You were too. Uh, well, I'm an NFC East hater, and uh, this game is just giving me more ammo. Fourteen to eleven. Losing to a Spain Park alone, Nick Mullins. Uh, you really hate to see this for the NFCs, but yeah, like Cowboys. I feel so bad for Dak and Zeke, Mari, because you'll, because you'll, you know, they'll go down the field, score like five plays, and then the defense gives up like an eighty-yard play. They're back on the field. I mean. Cowboys will put up 42. They'll still lose 49-42. You really hate to see it for them. I mean, they, they're one of the most talented offenses in the NFL. Their defense is just very shitty. I mean, I don't know why they didn't. I get it. A point in the draft, he's still there. you got to take him. But, I mean, you can't be telling me that they're like, oh, our defense will be fine because this is, this is awful. That's What's sad is they've got a lot of big names on that defense, too, that are just really underperforming. Well, injury, too. Like, I think Vander Esch is out. Uh, they signed Gerald McCoy in the offseason, and he's injured. Um, you got a lot of injuries out there, but still, like, Cowboys, you know, why haven't they brought in Earl Thomas yet? Uh, Jamal Adams, they whiffed on that. Get, like, Seattle got him. They had chances to bolster their defense this offseason, and the best they could do was take Trevon Diggs in the second round. Um, they let Byron Jones go to Miami. Like He could have stayed and been a contender, like a Super Bowl contender, but they let him walk to... Oh, I don't boy. think it was a very good offseason for them. I think what's disappointing, and part of this is the at the fault of your Eagles, Matt Hummel. Aren't they still in first place in the division, or at least tied for it? The Cowboys. Cowboys tied with the Washington Football Team. If the Eagles win tonight, they will take the sole lead of the NL, the NFC East. At one, two, and one. At one, two, they'd be a half a game up. If they lose this game, they're down. They're still down half a game. That's pathetic. What's the score right now? The Eagles, Fletcher Cox is out for the game. Darius Slay, their best corners, out for the game. They are. They have got two O linemen go down this game, and if they still win this, they might take the lead in the division. Think about that. Well, I mean, they need to do a better job because this is. Year in, year out, where half their team's injured. I mean, I'd, I'd fire their trainer or do something. Um, I mean, oh, Jalen Hurst. Is that Jalen Hurst just threw a dime? It might have been, but, uh, huh. yeah. Huh. Oh, no, it was there. behind. I'm really behind because Jalen Hurst just fumbled right now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, nah, I wasn't paying attention. I saw they just threw a touchdown. And I saw the play before, or, yeah, play before. I thought it was Jalen Hurst that threw that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Eagles, they do this every year. The NFC East, in general, does this every year. It's going to be like a, what, 9-7 team that wins the division? 
Good for that, man. I might even go. Yeah, good for that. Oh, no, that was Carson Wentz that threw that touchdown. Do you, do you think this might be an NFC South where, like, that year that Cam won the division, they were, like, 7-9? and nine? I no, was just thinking that. Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. I think it was Seattle. They won 7-9, and nine, won the division, and I could 100% see that. And they beat the Super Bowl champions in the New Orleans Saints in the first round. That was when Beast Mode had his 80 yards. Yeah, that was that Beast Quake. Yeah, where he, like, broke like, every single tackle and scored a touchdown. That's the most New Orleans yeah. thing to do right there. Yeah. Just... But I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of any team in the NFC East. Uh, this Eagles team, that, that Bengals game was awful. I didn't really watch it. I watched the last, the final drive of the game, and the play calling was pretty bad. I mean, I didn't really watch it. I, I, I obviously went to play bad, but... The play calling, from what I've seen, has not been it's not been great. No. I mean, something's got to be done. But, yeah, I mean, at least it's looking like they'll win this game at least. So, I mean, they'll be number one in the division, it looks like, at 1-2-1 one, one this season. But they got they got a hard schedule next. They got to play at Pittsburgh next week. Then they got to go play Baltimore at home. Mm. Then they got to go, uh, go play Green Bay mm. at Green Bay. Then they gotta go play Seattle, and then play the Saints. I'm sure by then they'll bench Carson Wentz. Wentz for Jalen Hurts. No, they're not gonna do that this year. Not this year. Not this year. He's not ruling out next year. <laughs> so, I mean, players are really gonna start a rookie who hasn't really had an actual training camp, an actual preseason, and you're gonna throw him out there with a banged up O line, zero weapons, and go out there and play. The Steelers and the Ravens. No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Uh, uh, Mac, when we started this season, you had this man top three to five, and now you're sitting here like, yeah, he might be replaced by Jalen Hurts by next season. Uh, that's wild. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you can't make that assumption yet. I mean, he's only three games. In this game, he's played really well. Um, Wentz has played well this game, so. I'm just saying, you can't have that narrative until next season. If, if Wentz plays bad next season, then you can maybe have that narrative, which I don't see him having a bad season for the rest of the year, this year, or next year, so. I know we had um, we had a special guest come on a while ago, Mike Flack. I think you were on. Um, an avid Cowboys fan, and I don't think he predicted one in three. I don't remember what he said, but Nick Diller, friend of the pod, I don't... 4-0. You said 4-0. <laughs> he, yeah, he was like, opening game, he was like, Rams aren't that good. They lost to the Rams. Game two, they are like, Falcons, you know, you know, beat the... Yes, they did beat the Falcons, but it sure. took... It took an onside kick in the final minute of the game to beat the Atlanta Falcons. It took a complete collapse from the Atlanta Falcons for Dallas to win that game. Seattle, I think he said that... I don't know if he said that they were 4-0. I think he... I think he said that they would, they might lose to Seattle, which he was correct on that, obviously. Yeah. And then this game today... Today was the game where... Last week... You could have been like, okay, defense isn't, you know, too bad because, you know, it's 
Russell Wilson as that Seahawks offense. We, he, they made Baker Mayfield look pretty damn good. Yeah, man. You guys. They had they had someone named Dearness Johnson running for ninety five yards on you. I, <laughs> I mean, look, they have they one ran, of the worst teams in the league. It's not even close. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, their offense is great, but with this defense, I don't see them winning any more than, yeah. Definition of trash. I wonder who said that a month ago. Couldn't I mean, have been you. Couldn't have been. That. Could have been me. I mean, but don't worry, they got a they got cupcake next week with the Giants. Then they got the Cardinals. After today, I'll rule out the Giants. I'm about to say, are any of their games cupcakes, man? You, you got Dal, you got Dak Prescott getting the shootouts with people. Eh. I don't know. Danny Dimes going for 450 next game. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Then the Cardinals, which they they might lose that game. Yeah. And then, they got, and then they got the football team. The Steelers. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I wouldn't panic just yet because, first off, the Steelers. If you lose next trash. week, I'd yeah, panic. If, if you, you lose next week, well, yeah. If any team lost the Giants, I'd I'd panic. But yeah. um, but yeah, like with this division and how weak it is, it's not gonna take much to win it. So all that all Dallas needs is to get hot. I mean. Once they get on a little roll, then, I mean, I, if I were a Cowboys fan, I would have liked to see it happen this week, but obviously it wasn't in the cards. Next week, hopefully, you know, if they lose to the Giants, yeah, I'd, I'd start to panic because, I mean, Daniel Jones, I, he should not be a starter in the NFL right now. With no Saquon either, if they lose to the Giants, you can't pay Dak. I don't care what he does. He... There's no way you can give Dak. I don't care if he throws for 600. It's like, you did not win this game. Yeah. Well, I mean, he scored 14 points in the first quarter, dropped a donut, second and third, and then just out of blue dropped 24 in the fourth. They keep doing that, too. He gets all of his his stats through garbage time, bro. It's just garbage time. When they're down four touchdowns, that's when he's like, okay, let me turn up. Let me throw for 500. I'll ask this just to kind of throw it at y'all because I saw it earlier talking about another team that is completely trash right now. If you're the Jets and it's looking like you're on that pace, are you going for Trevor Lawrence or are you trading that pick and trying to build around Sam Darnold? Oh, I love Sam Darnold. I love Sam Darnold. But it's Trevor Lawrence. I would probably get him. And I think Sam Darnold should be the next quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. You know, him and Juju, Juju obviously giving him praise like a week ago, saying that he loves Sam, he loved playing with them. Because, you know, they, they, were court, they were teammates at USC. In my opinion. Be a really good... He could, he could be one of the best in the league if he had a good coach around him, which Pittsburgh does have a good coach. So I think Sam Darnold needs to go to the, the Pittsburgh and be the next Steelers quarterback. Mike's not buying. I wouldn't say he's. A, I wouldn't say he's a good quarterback. I mean, I, uh, you should see some like 
I know you saw that throw against the Niners, right? Yeah, the one where he rolled out. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that, but... I mean, he can, he can scramble. He's got a great arm. He's strong in the pocket. I mean, he's, he's not that mobile. But I'm telling you, it's just the, it's, it's the coaching. You know, Adam Gates had Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill at Miami was asked that he leaves Adam Gates and becomes a good quarterback at, at the Titans. Well, just good enough to start, so... I mean, yeah, I guess... And if you're in the Jets' case, it kind of just depends on what you're going to do as the head coach, like, in terms of head coaching. They have to fire Gase. Like, there's no other explanation for that. It's just awful. And I don't know who you bring in, but I feel like it'll depend on who they bring in, whether or not they keep Darnold. I mean, you saw it with the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury when he came in, got rid of Josh Rosen, who you know, was, what, the ninth pick the year before? They got rid of him immediately and brought in Kyler Murray. I mean, for a talent like Trevor Lawrence, then, you know, I would bring I, – I would honestly fire the coach, trade Donald for what you can get because my thing is if they don't – if they don't do well in these next couple of years and Donald doesn't progress as a quarterback, then his value is going to go down and then it would be too late. About that though, last year he, you know, the Jets started out 0 4, and because Sam Darnold was out for the first four games with mono, he comes back and he they, they immediately go 7 and 5 in the year 7 and 9 offensively. He doesn't have. Oh, I lost you, Mac. I heard you say he doesn't, and then I lost you. It might be my connection that's kind of cutting out, but yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you said Donald doesn't, and then... He doesn't really... That's wild. If you're listening... You know, he's got Le'Veon. But Le'Veon's hurt. Like, I mean, he doesn't really have the team around him. You know? Yeah. To be successful. The thing for me, and I'm kind of, I'm not very high on Donald, but I don't think he's bad. One, I'll say this, with the whole coaching thing, of course, you got to get Gase out of there. The thing that makes me mad is when people are immediately like, yeah, like I heard our our, our beloved Cowherd talking about this, Mac. So yeah, you got to get Gase out of there and you got to try to get uh, either Urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley. What in the world makes you think Urban Meyer would want that job, for one? And... I don't think Lincoln Riley would want it either. Uh, I just don't think Urban's at the stage of his career for a rebuild, and I don't see why Lincoln Riley would leave Oklahoma. But my well, point hey, on after, after those two losses, who knows? Yeah, that's a good point. The thing about um, Darnold is think about what you can get for Trevor Lawrence. You could literally two, maybe three first-round picks. Um, you get Le'Veon. It's it's Trevor Lawrence, though. I get that, but you get Le'Veon out of there as well for whatever you can get. You can really come back with maybe three first-round picks, a couple seconds, or maybe a couple thirds. You could really do some damage trading that pick away. That's if you – because, like I said, I don't think Donald's bad. I don't think he's great. 
But from what I've seen of him, he I mean, he's athletic. He can throw the ball. He's I think he can be a franchise quarterback. A franchise quarterback, in my in my opinion, but look, he's you're not gonna get a first round pick from for Le'Veon. You're not. Le'Veon's not who he used to be. You're gonna get a third. Probably yeah, a third. third. Yeah. At best, at best, a third pick. I mean, unless you're Bill trading to Bill O'Brien, he might give away like two or three firsts. <laughs> hey, he'll give you Deshaun Watkins. <laughs> He'll pull up his 2015 stats. Did y'all hear about this man, Le'Veon Bell? Well, guess what? <laughs> Traded away Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I feel bad for Texans, though. Four bur- or three brutal games back-to-back-to-back to, back to, back to start off the season. Yep. If only they had an all-pro wide receiver to help Sean Watson out. You know they had <laughs> one, Mike. I don't know if you were aware, but they actually yeah. had one. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Deshaun, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, did his time in Houston and had TJ Yates, Brian Hoyer, uh, Tom Savage throwing to him. He gets two maybe three seasons with a healthy Deshaun Watson, they're like, all right, you're out of here. We've seen enough. We uh, we saw this guy that had a very good 2017 in Arizona, and we decided to bring him in. Also, I know I, I watched the end of the game today on Red Zone, and the Texans really went out of the NCAA 07 playbook and decided to do a speed option on the goal line and uh, David Johnson fumbled (laughs) (laughs) I was like man and then Will Fuller dropped the touchdown that would have brought them within I think two I was like man if only there was an all pro receiver that you could throw to in this situation I feel like he would have came down yeah just a guy that you can really trust in these red zone situations but instead you're throwing to Will Fuller, who is playing on two bad. So. Hey, Will Fuller is always playing on two bad somethings, though. In his defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's basically LeBron. He's like, well, I'm playing with pretty much torn hamstrings. <laughs> he scored one today because Shrini has in his fantasy team. I think he's going to go off. That's a tough look, man. He lost to Voss. Yeah, man. Right. You were right. You were right. Tyler Lockheed did nothing for me today. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I mean, when am I wrong? That's good. Here's the thing. Devontae Freeman played well. Singletary played really well. Golly, that makes me so mad. You know what else I think is funny? Uh... Tom Brady went for like 400 plus yards and five touchdowns today, didn't he? And no one's talked about it at all. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. in that game, he he played great. It's just Justin Herbert played just as well for Los Angeles. I think. I love. I Justin. think we all owe, we all owe him like a huge apology because yeah. I had no belief in him whatsoever when the Chargers took him. Also. 
Are you serious? I feel bad for Tarod. Yeah, I, I did not like Justin. I didn't see it either, honestly, Matt. What? Don't even see it. You, you gotta think, we watched the Auburn game like detailedly and just. We, we, we watched this man lose to Bonex last year. Like, I didn't see anything well, that I liked well, in that Oregon was, game. That was more of the, the defense crumbling, Oregon's defense, than anything. From what. That was really Justin Herbert's fault. I mean, I think he threw for less than 200 yards, though. Like, he didn't. I mean, Auburn's defense was good, but he didn't. I mean, well, I didn't. I don't, really, so I don't watch many Oregon games. Same. So, but yeah, you gotta feel bad for Tarot Taylor. I mean, this man has lost maybe sixteen NFL jobs by now. You think? Yo, I'm curious to hear more he about lost that his job because Baker Mayfield. After I mean, what wasn't really that bad of games in Cleveland, and then goes to LA, sits a year, finally gets to be the starter and. Team Dr. Justin Herbert stabs him in the lungs. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess, I guess I'm going to have to go in, coach. Man, I feel like that's a bigger deal than it's been made out to be. Like, is is he okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a punctured lungs is okay, I think. I, it just takes some time to recover because Tony Romo used to play with punctured lungs like once a year. <laughs> back when he was you know, really bad offensive line Dallas days. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's lost another job because I there's no way that you can go back to uh, Tarod Taylor after this game. That offense against Cincinnati looked awful. Like they didn't move the ball at all. And that's the thing is like Tarod Taylor is a quarterback. He doesn't do anything wrong, but he doesn't really do anything at all. No, like he just. But like he's gonna have a game where he's like eleven of eighteen for ninety five yards passing and then maybe add 20 rushing yards and you're like well like he didn't turn the ball over but i don't really like what i saw no i mean herbert herbert's gonna give you turnovers because i mean he's a rookie and but what i've seen so far is incredible i mean for him to go head to head against tom brady and that buccaneers team who a lot of people were picking to be one of the best teams in the nfl this year and for it to come down to the last minute i mean you really got to Really got to pay him his respect. Brady just, but on the Buck side, Brady looked great today. I mean, he looked old, like you know, the the younger Brady. Uh, had Chris Godwin out, Mike Evans still managed to have a great game. Uh, I mean, he gets everyone involved. He does what Tom Brady does, and I mean, five touchdowns and no one's really talking about him. It's kind of crazy. They're a very quiet three and one too. Like they're. <laughs> Put together a solid season. What team again? Bucks. Uh, that's not really quiet. I mean, how is that quiet? Uh, I mean, I think it's quiet just because, like I said, no one's really talked about them. I mean, you hear the Patriots or what? They play tomorrow, don't they? Yeah, they play tomorrow. They're two. Yeah, you hear a lot more about the Patriots two and one than you've heard about the Bucks. I mean, you could say that argue because of Cam. I mean, Cam's—it's his comeback year, so people are are paying more attention to him rather than Tom Brady being Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, there's more eyes on Cam because we want to see how Cam and Belichick work, and the fact that they are working and they're clicking on all cylinders, 
that's kind of kind of cool to see and see Cam being back his MVP season like you know that's more must see now than Tom Brady being Tom Brady in Tampa Bay you know that's why I was really disappointed well, about not being able to see that matchup tomorrow Cam playing I think Kansas City would have won but I would like to watch just how it went how they looked I'm, against the Chiefs I'm not going Patriots on that one with no Cam. Gronk, I think Gronk just just might not be the same, which is fine. Like you said, they don't necessarily need him to do a lot. I think we might have seen the the last of Gronk. I'm sure he'll play better, but besides, I think last week he was decent. This week, I don't think he had another good week. I don't know if we'll see any more of the Gronk we're used to seeing. Um, no, I mean, which is fine. It's kind of different. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Gronk took a lot of shots early in his career, and he's obviously not going to be the same. I mean, he retired for a reason. He was banged up, just wasn't interested in football anymore. I feel like his, you know, desire to play has come back. However, I just don't think that he's anywhere near where he was in New England from a physicality standpoint. I mean, he's lost a lot of weight. He's not, he's not like one of those bruisers anymore. I think he he's trying to be more of a finesse player, which I don't think he ever really was. Yeah. There, I mean, he's trying to fit the bill, kind of like how Kelsey is in Kansas City, but it's just not it's not working out as well. I mean, I'm sure there are a few 
if there's anything major that y'all want to uh, touch on some more NFL stuff, I'm sure there's a few things we could hit. Uh, let me know. But I do want to go ahead and get into, as I see you repping it, Mike, um, y'all's and somewhat mine. I'm a casual fan. Atlanta Braves won a first-round playoff series for, what, the first time in 19 years? Explain. Wait. That's, yeah. One, I'll say this. Uh, while they did win the series, I did not like what I saw from an offensive standpoint. Um, let me let me tell y'all something really quick. The Cincinnati Reds broke a very long-standing record against the Atlanta Braves. Um, they went 22 innings without scoring a run, which is the longest start, or it was the longest amount of time for a team to like score their first run in a playoff series in MLB history. Uh, the 2018 Braves went 18 innings without scoring a run. And I think 19. it was like the 1950s Giants. Braves was 19. Uh, 19, my bad. But, yeah, it. the Cincinnati Reds were laughably bad from an offensive standpoint. I think that last game, no, I think over the series, they were 2 of 26 with runners in scoring position. I think that's like a 0.77 average or something like that. I mean, it took – it's kind of hard. I mean, Trevor Bauer is going to be a Cy Young candidate. He probably will win the Cy Young in the National League. So game one, I get that. Offense kind of came alive towards the end of the game two. But, uh, yeah, this next this next series, Atlanta's got to get going. Luckily for them, Miami somehow beat the Cubs. So the Cubs are no longer in the playoffs anymore. So maybe they can get past Miami. And then I'd, I'd have to assume – Los Angeles Dodgers are going to be in the NLCS facing them. I'm trying to think of any other. Houston Houston won their first series, and Carlos Correa being like, y'all didn't want to see us here. Too bad, pretty much. First off, sir, you were very lucky that they expended the playoffs because y'all had a losing record. Lucked out against the Minnesota Twins, who were known to have very bad playoff experience. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This is I, – I don't – I find myself not being very interested in this year's playoffs despite Atlanta actually having a shot this year. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say at this point. I uh, – and you mentioned the Marlins. I don't know how true this is. So if y'all have heard of it, let me know. But I think there was, like, some – all-time level odds that were against the Marlins making the playoffs this year? Yeah, like a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, I saw something like if you were to put, it was like 1 to 2,000 or 1 to 200, some kind of odds like that. Um, I'm guessing he's got to, that's got to be, I don't know if it's called executive GM of the year, does it not? Hey. I mean, I, I they wouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't expanded. Uh, I yeah, mean, they weren't. I don't know. They're they're not that. They're Jeter's. A, I mean, everyone laughed at Jeter when he traded. Well, actually, everyone was you know calling it collusion when he traded Giancarlo to the Yankees. Um, but the returns that he got for those trades ended up being the pieces that are now making Marlins a playoff team. Also. 
Marlins have made the playoffs twice in their franchise's history. That was 1997 and 2003. They won the World Series both of those years. <laughs> so the Miami Marlins have yet to lose a playoff series in their franchise history. So what so you're telling me is Miami Marlins. Good for Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm just calling it how it is. I mean, they've never lost. World Series chance, Miami Marlins. Yeah. Call it now. Yeah. I mean, God, just imagine the guy that was like, you know what? I'll put down like ten bucks on Miami winning the World Series. <laughs> hey, he's no longer working. Just something, just something crazy. It's probably the same guy that was like, I'll pick Joe Burrow to win the Heisman last year. I mean, why not? Who's that? And there's no way Joe, Joe Burrow's dad put down ten bucks on Joe Burrow. He's just... oh, that's put Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's all the MLB news that needs to be addressed. Uh, it, I mean. You thought the you thought the NBA playoffs had low ratings, man. Like I don't think anyone's tuned into MLB. So, I'll, I wanted to mention this too, even though it's kind of not the at the forefront of what's going on in the NBA right now. Any thoughts? How do y'all feel on the Philadelphia Sex Seventy Sixers hiring Doc Rivers? <laughs> hey, I'll say for me. On first glance, I liked it because I was like, yeah, he's kind of a strong voice to maybe Ben and Joel will actually listen to. But then Twitter's a dangerous place, man. I started looking more into it. I saw more of the, uh, yeah, an underachieving head coach to an underachieving franchise and <laughs> all this other stuff about uh, he, he's just not, I don't know. I, the more I looked into it, I don't know if I like it. situation where Ben or Joel's got to go and uh, you know pick one or the other Doc Rivers I mean he's not a bad coach but you just saw what he did with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the NBA playoffs they severely underachieved to uh they blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets I mean hey Mike severely underachieved is the most generous you've ever put that Paul George, like you said, come on guys, like let's let's run it back, do it again. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make the conference finals next year. <laughs> Who knows? We may look out, make the actual finals. I mean, everyone was like, you gotta get this man. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> oh brother, this guy sucks. <laughs> nah, but I mean, Doc Rivers. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a good hire. I mean, he's one of the better people that was on the mark, like job market, but I, I don't think that fixes anything. <laughs> like, you still have a point guard that refuses to shoot, and a center that, while he does have very, has very high highs and very well extreme lows. Oh yeah. I mean, and. His durability is a question because, I mean, he's had back problems in the past, and for a big man with back problems, that's not good at all. 
I mean, especially if he's starting to age. I mean, I saw that one wild take about trading Ben Simmons to Minnesota yeah. and getting Lamelo Ball. <laughs> which, if if Joel does not get along with Ben Simmons, <laughs> there is no way this man gets along with Lamelo Ball and Lavar. Aside from even that, I just think it's a flat-out terrible deal. Like, regardless of what you think of Ben yeah. Simmons, he's a top 15, at worst, 20 player, and he's a top 3-5 to five defender in the league, and you're going to try to get an unknown commodity, LaMelo Ball. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I get it trying to bring a big no. name to Philly. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I get trying to bring some attention back to Philly, but it's, no, just no. I mean, Ben Simmons, at the very least, gets you a very productive facilitator that is one of the most, you know, versatile defenders in the league. He can guard the one through five, one through four at least. And hold up, if, hold up, Mike Flight. You're telling me you don't have confidence in a rookie Lamelo Ball being able to guard one through five? No. <laughs> Do any Mellows play defense? Lonzo. Well, oh, oh, you said Mellows. I thought you were saying, do any ball play defense? Lonzo's a good defender, which is what doesn't make any sense. It's like, Lonzo's a great defender, and Lamelo's just like, I don't, I'm not going to, so quit asking. But those Chino Hills highlights are like, Lamelo Ball drops 91 points in a game, and it's just him standing on the other end of the court and getting a cherry pick layup. He does what I did on 2K11, like with my, my player. I would stand on the other end of the court and be like, I'm getting this ball. I'm going to score 100. I mean, this man's going to get chewed out in the NBA. Also, shooting-wise, Lamelo's not very consistent from no. threes. So, like, if you're complaining about Ben Simmons not shooting threes, I mean, Lamelo's not going to do much better, at least initially. I think. He'll get them up. They might not go in. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, he's he's like the anti-Ben Simmons. He's going to get his shots up. But, I mean, he still might shoot the same percentage. Hey, Mac, uh, one, did you, do you got any thoughts on Doc? And if not, I have a very important follow-up I want to come to you with. Because I know you, there's a topic I want to hit with you that I know you'll enjoy. All right, sounds good. Mac, you there? <laughs> oh, my God. What? He, he was asking your opinion on Doc. Yeah. Higher. Yeah. So, yeah, follow-up question. I was like, what's the follow-up? Oh, you're waiting for the follow-up. Ah, so I heard after some recent comments made, you've actually come around a little bit and have become more of a Kyrie Irving fan. Uh, would you care to elaborate? Time. Time out. Who said this? <laughs> you. Uh, me? What did I say I'm a Kyrie Irving fan? After he, you know, said that thing he said about not needing a coach and LeBron James being terrible. So you didn't say, what? I agree, Kyrie and Kevin Durant don't need a coach. They can do the whole thing themselves? No, no, 
coach. No one clear coach. Coach, I could be the coach one day. What? <laughs> she tells Steve Nash he's a pushover. He's irrelevant. Kyrie, Kyrie's just he just says shit for no reason. I mean, he that is. I don't know. Like this. He has to be messing with the media at this point. Like, there's no way someone could actually think like this. Be like, well, I mean, it's like meeting with his new head coach. He's like, yeah, I mean, he's just another guy. Like, I mean, I could coach the team. <laughs> I could coach the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, <sighs> Kevin's probably like, I, I, I don't agree with a single word. That <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> just sits there and nods beside him, though. Like, yeah, yeah sounds good, Kai. Credit to Steve Nash for getting this Brooklyn Nets job for simply helping out with Kevin Durant and Golden State. Uh, this is the equivalent to Adam Gase getting head coaching jobs in the NFL simply because he was the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning once. <laughs> they were like, this man, this man's an offensive genius when it's mainly just Peyton Manning being Peyton Manning. Uh, I don't see how you can... I mean, I guess you can elevate Kevin Durant's game to an extent, but like, it's Kevin Durant. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the same thing as Steve Kerr with the Warriors. Like, maybe his job's just, I'm not going to get in the way of what y'all do. Like, y'all can go out and play basketball. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, Draymond coached the team for one game because Steve Kerr was like, I'm done. <laughs> um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Kyrie's, he, he's always been a problem just with kind of the stuff that he says ever since he left. I mean, this man's going to keep getting coaches fired until Ty Lue comes back. Yep. Which won't happen. I mean, this man's going to be conference finals exits with the Clippers for the next couple of years. I mean. <laughs> I don't know which job is more stressful, man. Ty Lue up there with the Clippers or having to deal with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, I would. I don't know, man. I. If I, if I were the coach of the Clippers, I don't think I could look Paul George in the face after these playoff performances and being like, come on, guys. Like, come on, we got to keep playing. we gotta, we got to win. Like, like we got we to gotta find out why we're losing. And everyone's like, you're why we're losing. <laughs> Check stat sheet. You shot one for 20. It's like, well, you know, hand up. Like, I didn't play my best. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. If there's, there's any, uh, anything we haven't hit? I feel like we got most of it. Y'all got anything? I'm just weak that the Philadelphia Eagles are one and two and one, and they're leading the division. I mean, this is very expected at the NFC East. <laughs> Carson Wentz plays best game tonight, so I'm kind of happy about that. Finally watched yeah, Carson, the play. Hey, he didn't Carson take much. Yeah. What? It didn't take much to play his best game of the season. I just said Carson Tebow doing the bare minimum and uh, media being like, look at this man willing his team to win. That's what you want out of the number two pick. Yeah. Hey, come this time come this time next year, he's not even going to be the best quarterback out of North Dakota State. Like, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, is he's the real deal. I don't really see him I mean, playing, but everyone's, everyone's high on him. Everyone's he didn't throw a pick last year. He threw 27 touchdowns with no interceptions. I mean, 
They only they only let him play one game this year just for everyone to see him play. What? Yeah, it was twenty six. They played yesterday, or played yeah, they played yesterday, and twenty six NFL scouts were at the game. Um, they played the Central Arkansas, season. and that's yeah. all he's playing. Yeah, it was just a film on him. Will be next year. I don't hate that. It's kind of a power move. And I mean, I think, and I mean, you have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields that are kind of overshadowing him, but I mean. I saw one mock draft say like him go to the Raiders, which I don't hate because Derek Carr. They said this. I mean, Derek Carr, he has a ceiling. Like the Raiders know this, and as the Raiders are growing as a team, you kind of need someone to, you know, kind of break that ceiling as a team. And Derek Carr is not going to be doing that. Like he's going to give you 250 yards and like a couple touchdowns, maybe, but he's not going to do anything of significance. I mean. Trey Lance is going to be one of those guys that's probably like in the 10 to 15 range in terms of quarterbacks. I also saw some bullcrap where Kyle Trask is, uh, they projected him to go first round from Florida. Oh, man. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Hey, if if you're right and uh, the Raiders end up taking, uh, I forgot, what what is his name? Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. I guess that's... The end of Marcus Mariota, is it not? <laughs> is he still in Oakland? Like, yeah. I mean, he's going to just get off the... He's going to get left off the team bus one day. <laughs> like, oh yeah. You no longer play for the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Trey Lance just sitting in this spot. But, uh, I mean... Look, Mariota had his chance. It's also kind of funny that... They're like, well, I mean, this Tennessee team it has a ceiling, and then Ryan Tannehill comes in. It's like, oh wow, like this team's actually kind of good. <laughs> Marcus Mariota was that bad this entire time. Huh. Yeah, I mean, he had a great couple first years. I don't know what happened to him. Like you would think that being able to just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry like twenty five, thirty times a game, and just being asked to, I don't know, complete like fifteen passes. <laughs> Maybe he'd be good, but, I mean, that was too much to ask for him. Mm. Well, I think that's about all we got for today. Um, As always, I mean, Matt, congrats. Your boy Carson Wentz finally won a game. Um, I mean, I feel like like we figured out his, his, uh, how he plays well. Just get everyone hurt. (laughs) Get everybody hurt. This is his best game, and he had no one to throw to but Zach Ertz and Greg Ward. So just get, make sure no one plays. Hang it in, you know, 2017 Super Bowl champions, 2020, won a football game. <laughs> oh. I mean, he, he has won a game, unlike some team. I don't know what, what team that is. Who? Oh, the Dell. Who? Hey, I'm not going to get into this. You know it. I know it. Deshaun Watson is way better of a quarterback than Carson Wentz. Yeah, man. Yes. Yes, he is, Mac. Obviously, my case really isn't been a thing after the first four (laughs) games, but uh, obviously, I said it. 
couple months ago. I'm gonna stick with it. Give me a couple more games with Carson. Uh, uh, he's he's got banged up a line, no receivers, but I know right now it's not all like the hard. excuses. Hey, but that's how we. Like he threw, he threw four thousand yards last year and had over five hundred. I'm not giving him an excuse. I'm just saying. But this uh, is where he thrives. Like you can't, you can't be like, ah, oh, he's that's what I'm saying. This is this is his best game. This is his best game of the whole season, and he had no one to throw to. So who knows? Maybe this is his formula. Just, just give him no, no help. Mac, but, we're gonna have an episode, so you better hope that he turns it around because we're going to have an episode where we just talk about all of your old takes. I've got, you know, I've got two of them right now that are looking pretty rough. What, what are these two? Uh, one's about Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Okay, that one. <laughs> the other one, what was the other one? I mean, your Eagles are struggling so far. The other one. How are they struggling? They're division leaders. Oh, my gosh. They're winning the division. I said they, I said they would win the division. Guess what they're doing? They're winning the division. Obviously, the record's not... Carson the cripple wins. I like that. But uh, hey, I'll call him cripple, but we're just not gonna talk about that right now. That's just a whole other topic for a whole other day. Cripple, man's missed only missed eight games in five years. Crippled glass bones. If you made it this far, appreciate you for listening. Um, we'll see y'all next time. No hat. We're out. Yeah. See y'all, boys. You'll be a dash to say that. <laughs> fighting slavery, the profiteer. I left Southerners who expect and fear a Negro insurrection. I see no purpose in withholding this from general discussion. There may be those within that outcast 10% of the American people who someday will strike back at their oppressors, but to put down that mob, a mob would rise. I'd like to ask, please, who will put down that mob?